Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Uh, I guess it's uh, congratulations to uh, Mitt Romney and Katani Katani Brown Jackson, newly confirmed or just about to be on the verge, in part thanks to help from the very traitorous Mitt Romney. Man, oh man, oh man. Remember him? Still desperately wants to be president. He just voted for Ketanji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court. Now, it doesn't work. It's not the good old days anymore. All right. It's not. It's not like you voice your opinion and then you vote to confirm the old advise and consent days. No, that that's long gone. There's a new paradigm. And you don't vote for somebody who's going to bring back abortion. You just don't. You don't. If you are everything you pretend you are, right, Mitt Romney? What do you pretend you are? You are you pretend you're, well, I don't want to get into his faith and all that stuff. But he pretends he's a good guy, and I think he's just a sleazy, ambitious politician. In it for himself, in love with his appearance, and quite frankly, yeah, I get it. He's a handsome guy. But the thing is, you know, he's got that syndrome. Everyone's been telling him since he was nine years old. You're going to be president someday. Oh, what an impressive young man. So impressive. Why does he deserve to be president? He doesn't. He was one-term governor of Massachusetts. Massachusetts. You know, I, uh, every night I've been calling out the generals, the senior intelligence officials, uh, people like John Brennan, uh, Leon Panetta, all those people who gave Joe Biden cover to say that, oh, it's all disinformation. It's all been debunked, all that laptop stuff. Mitt Romney was one of those guys who helped. He even quoted Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney says that report isn't worth the paper it's written on. Mitt Romney, a Republican. Mitt Romney was running for the, he was cultivating favor with the swamp. And he probably has it, but he doesn't have it with me and he doesn't have it with the people. And the power is with the people. That's what you can forget very easily down there in the swamp. You forget. You forget. And you think it's all about Chuck Todd. You think it's all about Nancy Pelosi. You think it's all about the Washington Post and the New York Times. No. It's like they're like icing on the cake. Where the cake? Speaking of cake, I guess it's somebody else's birthday. There's another beautiful chocolate cake with sprinkles on it. You know, I have a problem. Most people in the world can't walk by a piece of cake. A, a, a great big cake. It's all sliced up. You can't not take one. This is really kind of starting to harm my health. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't set out to have a big piece of cake and seven cookies, but that's what I'm eating right now. It's right in front of me. It's a beautiful occasion. Why do we have to have cake for people's birthdays? What You know what I did see? A watermelon cake. It doesn't sound, but it's kind of nice. You can cut it up and you can actually make it a thing. All right. Mitt Romney is getting his way. And, oh, you know who I hope really gets his way is Governor Abbott, Greg Abbott. Did you hear about this? He's the governor of Texas, great guy, conservative, pro-Trump. He's uh, very tough on the border. He needs some help from the federal government. 
So, you know, they want the people to come in. The federal government, they want this. They want they want no border. They want to do favors with the globalists. They want the free labor. They want uh, the votes. The Democrats think they can portray these people as voting in a certain way. And um, no, I'm not down with that. Neither is Greg Abbott. Here's his solution to the uh, the waves of illegal immigrants coming into the country. Cut 37, please. Texas is providing charter buses to send these illegal immigrants who have been dropped off by the Biden administration to Washington, D.C. We are sending them to the United States Capitol, where the Biden administration will be able to more immediately address the needs of the people that they are allowing to come across our border. To get that going, I'm going to send a letter to Chief Nim Kidd with the Texas Division of Emergency Management, who will be in charge of this operation. Very nice. How's that going to play out? I don't know. They're probably going to try to stop them. But why? Why wouldn't they? If they listen to their own uh, rhetoric, uh, this should be a very beautiful thing. And we got to let it happen. Now, listen. I've been talking about Hunter's laptop for a year and a half. I've been talking about Frank Biden and Joe Biden. I like that the fake news is finally going there, tipping their, putting their foot in the water just a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm like, I'm a, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, I've said this a million times. Should I say it again? I guess I should because there are still nincompoops like this one. This is, uh, oh boy, talk about a snob. This is, um, Ann Applebaum. I like to call her Ann Applejack. For some reason, she's with the Atlantic, and she doesn't think the laptop of Hunter Biden, what does she say? It's not interesting enough for her. It's just not interesting. As a journalist, I like to pursue things that are interesting to me, that, I don't know, I like to follow my whimsy, but not this. No, 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 no. Just it's so pedestrian. It's so boring. Cut 51, please. I, my, my problem with Hunter Biden's laptop is, I think, totally irrelevant. I mean, it's not whether it's disinformation or, I mean, I don't think the... Hunter Biden's um, business relationships have anything to do with who should be president of the United States. So I, I didn't find I don't find it to be interesting. I mean, that that would be my problem with the, that as a as a major news story. Interesting. I don't find it to be interesting. It's not interesting enough for me. No, 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 no. no. And Joe Biden is all over the all over it, all over that baby. The big guy, 10 percent. Hunter complaining that he's got to give half his salary to Hunter uh, to uh, Joe, his father. Is that interesting? That's uh, that's pretty juicy. I'm sorry. Would you perhaps be more comfortable in the art sections of the New York Review of Books? Just not interesting to me. Hmm. Well, the people find it fascinating. You know, you couldn't get away with this, Joe. You couldn't. You think you were going to fool all of us? You think you could fool a Corleone? You think you could fool an American? Half the country? No, I don't think so. It's uh, it's amazing how this is all becoming undone. It's happening. It's finally happening. Yes, the fake news. They still they're still covering for him, but now you know what they're really doing. They're covering for themselves. You know, these people want a future. These people are ambitious, and they want to be movie stars. You ever seen that stupid show, The Circus? The Circus. It's on Showtime. Everybody talks about the circus. I don't think anybody ever sat down and watched it. Watched it. I watched it the other night. And this is the most interesting part, the commercial for the circus, all right? It's a bunch of reporters just talking to each other about what they read in the newspaper. It's hideous. But if you throw some dramatic music in the background and, you know, you cut it up and you put some special effects in, you might think, oh, I want to see this show. Cut 40, please. Democracy itself is careening out of control. A humanitarian crisis and chaos on our border. We could lose everything. 
The circus is back and better than ever, even though everything has never been more f- Wow, doesn't that sound like fun? Now, here's the actual show when it actually happens, when they actually film it. It's Jen Psaki, the press secretary, talking to Jen Palmieri, who was like this very bitter uh, Democrat comms person who used to work for Obama. Now she just floats around. Was very angry about 16. She helped. Uh, she was not a very good political person for Hillary. One of the reasons why Hillary lost is because she had people like Jen around her. During this interview, you can't see it, but Jen Psaki is talking. Jen Palmieri is falling asleep. Literally, cut 41. The president's focus tonight was on making sure the American people understand um, why it was important uh, for us as a country to stand up for democracy against autocracy, why it mattered to stand up against a dictator. And he will continue to talk about it. Wow. You hear that music that they tried? They tried to make it sound like the episode of 24. But it's just them talking in platitudes, just talking, you know, that... The, they really want to make it interesting. They should talk about how they really talk. What the hell are we going to do about Hunter? Oh, my God, this guy's going to kill us all. What are we going to do? Let people see that. This is a reality TV show. We know when we're we know when it's real and we know when it's fake and we know when it's harmless. We know when it's been sanitized. Eh, anyway. Um, oh, I found something. You heard about that. That lawyer who lost her job for asking Eric Adams a question, a very legitimate question about the uh, mask mandate for children, which is ludicrous. Four-year-olds wearing masks, all right? My daughter is two and a half. There ain't no way she's wearing a mask. I mean, there's just, it ain't happening. And it's ludicrous to put a mask on a kid like that. They don't, they take them off, they eat them. They, they, they can't, they're not equipped to wear a mask. And they're not carrying anything. And so, uh this woman, I really like her, Daniela, was a city attorney. She got fired because she asked this of Eric Adams. She worked for the city as a lawyer. Cut 44. Hi, Mr. Mayor. Three weeks ago, you told parents to trust you, that you would unmask our toddlers. Ten days ago, you stood right here and you said that the, the masks would come off on April 4th. That has not happened. You reneged on your promise. And not only did you renege on your promise, you had your lawyers race to court on Friday night. No, 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 no. Let her, let her finish because you let her start. So my questions are, what is the irreparable harm to children aged 2 to 4 taking off their masks? I made the announcement that we were looking to announce today, which is Monday, to uh, take the mask off to 2 to 4 years old. But I also stated, if we see an uptick, we will come back and make the announcement of what we're going to do. So for that display, she was fired. Lost her job like that. Remember Alexander Vindman kept his job for three years after he accused Trump of uh, you know high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, all those people. They, 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 when he was finally fired after ratting on the president falsely, there was a big scandal when he was kicked out of the White House like months and months and months later. Eric Adams himself uh, worked for the city for 20 years, and all he did was complain about the police department. He said it was racist. He hated his bosses. He hated the mayor. He hated everything about where he was, what he did, never paid any attention to the job. I got pictures of him at press conference after press conference after press conference. He's a police sergeant. What the hell is he talking about? And here he is in 2003 speaking. He's a, he, he's del- neglecting his day job, 
law enforcement, pursuing his dream, politics. But he was doing it on city time. Uh, Let's see here. Eric Adams, cut 42. My career in law enforcement, my career in this city will continue to be kicking up against the prick of changing those who want to continue to keep us in the state of status quo while the masses are not participating in this important process called electoral politics. Waking them up will start the process on the way. He was a police sergeant. How about catching bad guys, huh? How about doing your job? How about maintaining, you know, your little sector, reporting to your boss? No, he's out there making just a gas bag, shooting his mouth off off the time. You want to quit the police department? He uh, never should have joined the police department. It's amazing to me, though. You heard what happened. He's yelling and screaming about all of the wrongs he perceives. Yet there were civil service protections. There were laws. Yes, it's a free country, and um, you're allowed to do those things, and I'm sure it never conflicted with his work. So he was able to keep his job. This one woman, Daniela, I'm on your side here. I don't care what she is. She's probably a crazy communist. I don't care. She has the right to speak out. And she did. And she did it in a very powerful way. Good for you, Daniela. Something else. Did you hear about that? I, I did this on the Newsmax show last night. And um, the there was a fox on the loose on Capitol Hill, and it actually bit a congressman. Yeah. Um, the Capitol Hill police were all over it. They tweeted about it 50 times, and then they put out a um, a couple of statements. And here's the Capitol Hill public information officer, a guy named Tim Barber, uh, speaking to the media. Cut 45. There have been roughly a half dozen nips or bites. And so just out of abundance of caution, we really wanted people to stay away if they encountered the fox. Stay away, call animal control. And that's what happened uh, not too long ago. They gave more information about this stupid stray fox than they did about Ashley Babbitt. I'd recommend staying away from the Capitol Police because they can shoot unarmed women and not be held accountable. Especially uh, Michael Byrd. One more time, this dimwit. Unbelievable. Never lost a day of work. Never was uh, docked any pay. Not disciplined in any way. They gave him a gold medal for shooting Ashley Babbitt. Unarmed woman. Uh, she was the wrong race and of the wrong party that day. Oh, boy. Pro-Trump and a white woman? Watch out. Dead on arrival. Cut 48. When you fired, what could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, The subject was sideways, and I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, So I guess her movement... You know, caused the uh, discharge to to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that at that moment? She was posing a threat. She was posing a threat. Send this guy back to uh, wherever Forrest Gump came from. Unfreaking believable, and no one's talking about it. That's okay. We saw it on TV. A woman was murdered. That's a big problem, and I'm not going to forget it. It ain't happening in my country. Uh, Justice has not been done. Aaron Babbitt is the surviving husband of Ashley. He's contemplating putting together a major lawsuit. And this guy deserves his day in court. He really does. It's very, very hard to fight, to fight the federal government in court.
The deck is stacked against anybody who does it. Uh, he hopefully will be joining us in the next hour. Aaron Babbitt and I will be right back. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Yes, it's true. A cop can shoot a white woman who's unarmed. No questions asked. Welcome back to the job. Six minutes later, uh, fill out this form and you're back at work. Yet a white police officer can kill Micaiah Bryant, a 16-year-old woman who was in the process of attempting to kill uh, Tiana Bonner, 18 years old, had a knife and it was poised to enter her neck. Now, maybe she didn't mean to stab her, um, right? I mean, maybe the officer should have ignored what he was seeing and what he was hearing. And what was he hearing? Makia Bryant's last words before she was shot by Nicholas Reardon. Uh, I'm going to stab the F out of you, bitch. That's a problem, right? And what do we do to Nick Reardon, the officer? Well, they took his gun and they took his badge and they put him on desk duty. And uh, grand jury had to hear everything. And eight months go by before he gets to walk a beat again. Of course, the grand jury wasn't going, you think, right? But who knows? Who knows these days? No wonder why cops are cops are reluctant to get involved. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody wants to sue a police department, get some money. Um, actually, you don't even have to sue. They'll just give it to you. They'll just hand it out in certain uh, jurisdictions. Um uh, Vito in Staten Island. Hi. Hi. I I feel that Obama is is in charge, calling the shots. He was the one that told Biden, cut and run and leave all the weapons behind. And Obama is pandering to the enemy, and I think he will continue to do that for the next two years. Well, you know, a week ago I would have said, ah, you know, maybe you're right, but I don't know. Eh, who can say? But after that little display at the White House where – Obama is like totally in charge and running things and everybody's coming up to him. I think you're on to something, my friend. I really do. By the way, Obama just goes around from event to event to event, uh, gets to sit in a chair, make a lot of money, and he sounds very, very pompous. Takes him a year and a half to say anything. Um, what did I hear his big regret was? He was in Chicago yesterday. My big regret is that information was weaponized. Information has been weaponized. Like, what, that's your big regret? What about letting down black people? What about failing them? What about lying to all of us when you said you were going to be this change agent? When you said that you, unlike anybody else, could go into the black community and say, hey, here's the deal. Men can't leave babies alone with their mothers okay a man has a responsibility to his family you're running around getting all these women pregnant not graduating from high school uh, getting arrested (laughs) this is and he said it he said it out loud disproportionately this is a big big problem in the african-american community and for one brief shining moment it was like wow this guy could really change the game He can say things that, wow, nobody else can. Well, he gave up. 
Isn't that isn't that sad? Because quite frankly, yes, I understand. It's awkward for a guy like me, Greg Kelly, white from the suburbs, works at Newsmax to say these things. I guess I just care more than this SOB, though. He's got it made. He is secluded. He's in the bubble of a billionaire. You see that silly birthday party? He doesn't have to walk the streets. He doesn't have to get on the subway. He doesn't have to sweat a moment in his life forever. His great, 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 great grandchildren are going to be rich. He's got it made, and he doesn't give a damn. So these uncomfortable truths that are all over the place that he hinted at, and he said he was going to do something about it, we can't count on those folks. We can't count on the liberal left. We can't count on some man who pretends he's the savior. No, no, no. It's up to each and every one of us. Speak the truth. Don't be afraid. Let the chips fall where they may. And uh, I know that's easier said than done. We got to help each other, too. Look out for each other. Everybody. Be right back. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hot me. Hey, is Barack Obama the best speaker in the world? They say he is. Uh, he's actually pretty crummy. He really is. Take away his teleprompter. What in the world is this guy talking about? Uh, here we go. It's uh, Here he is. This is yesterday in Chicago. All right? He's in Chicago. He's among friends. And he can't spit it out already. Go ahead. It is difficult for me to see how uh, we... We win the contest of ideas if, in fact, we are not able to um, agree on a baseline of facts that allow the marketplace of ideas to work. It is difficult for All me right. to... You get the picture? He tries to... He belabors it so he sounds smarter and deeper than it actually is. A baseline of facts. We can't all agree on the same thing. Spit it out already. What's up with those pregnant pauses? Now, look, I mean, I get it. Sometimes you don't know what the hell to say and you want to possibly impress somebody. You want to use a bigger word than you have in mind or whatever. But this guy is supposed to be the best speaker in the world. And he is uh, pretty lame, pretty lame. Now, here's something. Uh, do you read books? I love to read books, actually. I do. I do. And if you start reading books, you'll know more than anybody in the fake news. It's amazing because nobody reads books anymore. They, they they say they do. They buy them, but they don't really read them. I'm talking about nonfiction bestsellers. You know who doesn't read? Uh, reporters. They have no time. They just, uh, they'd rather just scroll and comment all day long. I love to unplug and read a book. And actually, a few months ago, I read Miranda Devine's Laptop from Hell book. And it's amazing. Just details. It goes through the entire laptop, all the problems of Hunter and Joe Biden. It's fabulous. It's incredible reading. Great book. You'll enjoy it. Then you'll know more than the fake news. 
Um, now, in there, I read that uh, Hunter Biden asked his dad to write a recommendation letter for some Chinese guy to get into some school. I think one was Horace Mann and then the other was Brown University. Two different two different people, actually. It was in the book. And it's like, huh. Anyway, that's why earlier this week when it became big news that Joe Biden wrote a letter of recommendation and uh, who broke the news? Fox News broke this story. It's like, no, I read it in Miranda Devine's book uh, uh, six months ago. I put that out on Twitter. I'm saying, okay, this is interesting, but just so you know, it wasn't a Fox story. It was Miranda Devine and Rudy Giuliani, I think, talked about it. I mean, the, the, I guess some people, you know, they, they kept their distance from the laptop. They were scared. They were scared by the mainstream media. They were scared by those those uh, intel officials who said this is Russia disinformation. I know plenty of people. I personally know people who were scared. Now, I wasn't scared. But Miranda has a great, great story. You know when Joe Biden runs around saying that uh, we never talked about uh, Hunter's business dealings. We No, never, ever, ever. Uh, do I have an example of that? I played it the other night on the TV show. Uh, do I? It's on my list. You've heard him deny it a million times. Well, Miranda Devine writes this. President Biden and the White House have repeatedly denied that he and Hunter Biden ever discussed the first son's controversial overseas business dealings. Yet there are at least a dozen times when Joe Biden had to know what his son was doing. Number one, Joe recommends. The latest example emerged when it was revealed that Hunter Biden got his dad to write a recommendation to Brown University for the son of a powerful Chinese business associate, Jonathan Lee. Jonathan, Hunter asked me to send you a copy of the recommendation letter that he asked his father to write on behalf of Christopher for Brown University. Hunter Biden's then business partner, Eric Sherwin, wrote Lee on February 18th in an email first revealed. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sherwin told Lee the original was being shipped by FedEx to University President Christina Paxson directly to Brown. All right, there's one example. Uh, the other kid, too, Hunter Biden, arranged for his dad to write a letter to Georgetown University on behalf of Lee's daughter. By the way, neither, neither of these kids got into the schools. <laughs> Joe hopes Hunter Biden acknowledged in a 2019 New Yorker magazine article that he and his dad once discussed Hunter's job on the board of the Ukrainian energy company Burisma Holdings that was paying him $83,000 a month. Dad said, I hope you know what you are doing. And I said, I do. (laughs) Okay. The Air Force Two trip in December of 2013, Hunter and his daughter Finnegan Biden traveled to China on Air Force Two with then Vice President Joe Biden during an official six-day trip to Asia. Joe Biden met with Chinese President Xi Jinping and other officials and was also introduced to Lee by his son in the lobby of the hotel where the American delegation was staying. Afterward, Hunter Biden sat with Lee for what both sides claimed was a social meeting with Hunter Biden telling The New Yorker, how do I go to Beijing halfway around the world and not see them for a cup of coffee? Uh, Getting off the plane with his father, that was a corrupt act. That was that was corruption. Wow. Can you imagine me? What was I? The uh, the son of a policeman. If I was doing business with all these all these folks that wanted to do business with the city of New York, that was that, they would have arrested me. And quite frankly, rightfully so. Half his salary in a 2019 text message to his daughter, Naomi Hunter Biden, bitterly wrote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. He added. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. Pop is granddad. 
pretty, pretty fishy. Steve is calling from Manhattan. Hi. Hi, this is Steve, and yeah. uh, I wanted to uh, give you a potential uh, solution to the fact that it looks like uh, Katanji Brown-Jackson, or KBJ as we might call her, is uh, fated to uh, make it to the Supreme Court. I believe that I can, I have the uh, the information necessary to still, at this late date, defeat that nomination. Oh, yeah? How are you going to do that? Okay, first Where of all. Where are you, first of all? You're home, right? Yes. All right. I mean, you're home. Yes. I mean, you're home I'm right home. now. They're 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 vo- they're voting in eight minutes. So you're going to stop this nomination. So let me hear it. I got to hear this. I, OK, I believe I work. I'm not a doctor, but I work with doctors and I believe that she is suffering from a mental illness. It's a recognized brain disease called anomic aphasia. You know, Bruce Willis, that's aphasia. All right. All right. Wait, 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 wait. But you're not a doctor, but you know doctors. So that would be me, too. I'm not a doctor, but I know doctors. Have I ever worked with a doctor? I guess, uh, well, I. Uh, what, what kind of work do you do for doctors? Uh, uh, in clarifying, I'm a philosopher, clarifying diagnoses. And anomic aphasia right. is a specific disease of an inability to name things, as KBJ has an inability to name Women or define women. No, 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 no. It's not an inability. It's a decision not to. All right. It was a decision not to. You know that that was a nod to the woke left, right? You know they want to desexualize. They want to over. They want to sexualize children and desexualize everything else. There is no man. There is no woman. There's a person. There's not a father. It's a. There's not a mother. There are birthing people there are you know you know that right that wasn't an inability that wasn't a mental block that was a choice that was an ideology you saw not a defect sir but it wasn't only because it was not just you know and i'm sorry dude javier pacera who is the uh, secretary of hhs health and human services just had the same thing yesterday he didn't want to define what a man was he did he did he didn't he wouldn't he could and quite frankly, if I was on the spot, how do you define a woman? I'd be like, uh, I'd have to think about it. I mean, I mean, I, okay, uh, of or related to a person who can give birth, produce eggs, and or give birth. That's what I would probably come up with. And hormonally, they are different, and constitutionally, they are primarily designed, not exclusively, but primarily designed for caring and nurturing. Anyway, yeah, I don't think this is going to work, Steve. I know you got it all figured out from your house, but they're voting right now. Uh, but it can still happen. Oh, and real, all right, Steve. Well, uh, you got you better call. Uh, uh, you better call. Uh, uh, how many people you have to call? It's you got to call at least five senators and change their mind right away. All right, don't be talking to me. You got to call them. Okay, good luck. But Thank Greg, you. What? It was, Steve. It was Steve, not. Give just it up, women. Steve, it was, Steve. 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 You're. You're. Come on. Come on. You're, you're a good guy. I, I like it when you call, but this is ridiculous. All right. But if you want to give it a shot, give it a shot. Paulie is in New Jersey. Paulie, hi. Yes, Paulie. Well, I, I think this is Tony. You think this is Tony? Well, who are you? No, I know this is Tony. Well, you just said, I, I think, think this got... is Tony. I mean, all right. Are you Tony? 
What happened He's to Paulie? I think they got your name confused. Paulie, Tony, whatever. We got our right, part-time right. Uh, football head working the board. What's up? All right. Oh, okay. This is the, uh, this is what I told the call screener. All right. Uh, this Ashley Babbitt thing on there. I know you're going to jump all over me for this, but I got to tell you, this thing went down either two ways. Either this guy shot Ashley by mistake, okay, and then what they did was they silenced him in order to be able to talk to him and say, listen, we'll pull you through this. We're going to give you a gold medal. We'll give you a raise. You won't lose no time, blah, blah, blah. Or he did shoot her on purpose because he felt like it was a threat. But you know what? Cops wait, are not wait, stop, 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 stop. I don't care what he felt like. doesn't matter what. I, I really, number one, he lunges forward to shoot her. We see that. He is in a crouch attack stance or defensive stance, however you want to look at it. And then he's holding the gun, he's pointing it, he aims it, and then he leans forward and he shoots. And here he is again, Michael Byrd, because she was a threat. Cut 48, please. When you fired, what could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, The subject was sideways. And I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused the uh, discharge to, to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that, at that moment? She was posing a threat. She was posing a threat. So I remember you, Tony. You call in before and you think that uh, you said something like she deserved to be. I, I don't know what you're getting at. Slow down a little bit because you're speaking too fast. Forgive me. So what's your point of view here? She does not deserve it. I believe this cop should should have to go. Uh, he should definitely be fired. He should have to go to jail. This is this was right, not that's right more to like shoot it. That's an more unarmed like it. person. Thing. A couple of weeks ago, you had mentioned something about German shepherds not liking them. I've had five in my sixty six years of, and you couldn't find a more loyal, loving. Protective well, I didn't dog. say uh, you make it sound like I'm, um, I'm prejudiced against German shepherds. I don't think I said that. Uh, I, I, I had one nasty experience with one, well, two German shepherds, but I think they're fine dogs. Okay, oh. no, I'm sorry. Uh, you know the experiences that you had would definitely change your well, mind. I, I had a very a nice bit. experience with Prince. He was the Dempsey's dog down my block on on Sprague Street in Baldwin. We had a very good relationship. And then, um, then I met that, uh, uh, Megan Levy's dog, very nasty, mean dog. They should have kept him in the military, but she made a federal case out of it. They made a movie about her, Megan Levy. She made a federal case out. I want my dog released from the military. There's a reason why we have rules. So idiot Chuck Schumer gets involved. I will come to the rescue. We'll get that dog back for you. I'm like, there's a reason why you leave these working dogs working in the military, all right? Anyway, he got released from the military and came to Yankee Stadium, and everyone's going nuts. He bit Derek Jeter, and then he bit me. It's not a, That's not the military working dogs have a role in the military, working. All right, Paulie, thank you. Um, what else? Oh, his name was Tony. Uh, John, and one more, Staten Island, hi. Yeah, hi, Greg. Love you, show. I think that uh, Curtis could have did a lot better if your dad came on the show and, and really spelled out what kind of a cop that Eric Adams was. He was nothing but a, a rebel rouser to get even. The first thing he did when he became mayor was he went out to the 103rd Precinct 
to show everybody that's the precinct they beat him when he was a teenager. He never said why he was brought into the precinct. And guess what? They must have did a good job. He's the mayor. Wait, who must have done a good job? What? I don't understand. They must have done a good job in the precinct that they beat him up because they straightened him out and he put his life together oh, and right. became a cop. I don't believe anything that guy says. Hey, look, my dad uh, said what he said when he said it. It's not his responsibility to, uh, you know, he's, he's got his own life to lead. He made his public statements. He was good to Curtis and I was good to Curtis and we did our best. But you know how this city works. It's overwhelmingly uh, Democrat. And, uh, you know, I guess it was almost it was almost uh, the fix was in. The fix was in. Um, it's an ultimate scam. He is the ultimate scam artist. I do take some satisfaction that people are waking up and they're like, wow, we really were conned. Or you were either conned or you were asleep because so few people actually voted. And that ranked choice voting nonsense, huh? Ranked choice voting. Thanks a lot. You know how many people had a vote for Ed Koch to make him mayor? A million. I think he got 200,000 votes, this Eric Adams. Everything's different now. Wait, what else do I? Hold on one second. Um, all right, I'm back. Uh, the other thing is uh, tonight on the Newsmax show, I've got something very special to show you about Mitt Romney and Bain when he was at Bain, what he did and what he didn't do. The idea that this guy still thinks he can be president after doing absolutely nothing for anyone. Why is he still in the news? Because he's a good looking guy and he trashes Trump. That's it. And isn't it great that Trump is coming back? He's basically running right now. We all know it. Everybody knows it. It's really happening. DeSantis can't stop him. I like DeSantis, but he needs at least another five, ten years of maturity. Maturity. He's got to mature in the job. I want to take one more before I go. Suzanne, Suzanne in Brooklyn. <laughs> yes, correct. Greg, I, the, um, Obama turned his back on minority children in Washington, D.C. He had an opportunity to um, provide charter schools, which are public schools, by the way, and he wouldn't do it. He sent his own children to uh, limousines to exclusive that whatever, that friend's school. Yeah. But Donald Trump got uh, charter schools approved in Washington, D.C., and now the Biden administration is trying to get rid of them. Here they are. Well, yes, uh, because through the uh, teachers union, I mean, I don't think that they have, but it was Donald Trump, not Clinton. He also vetoed school choice. Well, Republicans um, tend to like uh, charter schools. We like charter schools. And you're right about that. What's what's what, they went to the Sidwell Friends Academy. That is the richest, richest, toniest school in all of Washington. What a great big phony, huh? I hate to bring the kids involved, quite frankly. If I were in Washington, D.C., I wouldn't be sending my kids to public school. I wouldn't. And here in New York City, I'm not going to send them to public school. If I can pull it off financially, my goodness gracious, what a pain in the neck. What a big-time pain in the neck. You know how much it was for me to go to St. Mark's Nursery School in uh, Rockville Center? 25 bucks, and I had to bring my own towel. We called it the resting towel to take a nap. Some of these tuitions for nursery school is twenty five thousand dollars a year, fifty thousand dollars a year for finger painting. 
What the hell do you do in nursery school? I mean, look, I, I don't want to, I don't want to tick off anybody uh, out there in the nursing school community because I got to apply to these schools. I got to, you got to give them essays. You got to go to interviews. The kid gets interviewed. And, uh, you know, you, I, obviously you want the best for your children. I, in a weird way, I don't blame Obama for sending his kids to, uh, Sidwell friends, but I do blame him for trying to deprive others of choice. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you. Be right back. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, who remembers Nick at Night? Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon was fantastic. They had Leave it to Beaver on. What else? Dennis the Menace, which I did not like. Uh, Ordinary shows, a bunch of cartoons. They had that great, uh, what was the name of that? Uh, Double Dare, the game show. They have gone totally woke, uh, silly bananas, nut job crazy with this transgender stuff. They got this little kid jumping up and down, how proud she is because she's transgender. I don't even know if the she is a she. What am I supposed to say? What are we, you know, do you ask the pronouns and all that nonsense? Um, the children, the sexualization. Yes, I do call it sexualization of children. And the, the left are like, oh, how dare Republicans call it grooming? Well, what the hell else is it? Who gets all, who wants to talk to kids about this stuff other than people, I think, with deviant agendas? Hey, you want to be deviant? Fantastic. All right. Uh, 18 to 100. Be as deviant as you want. Don't break the law and everybody can have a good time. All right. Fine. That's okay. But children, the intensity, the ferocity going after kids and promoting this irreversible mutilation, this surgery, sex change surgery, and the hormone treatment, the hormonal treatment, this is irreversible, heavy-duty stuff. Why? And where is the urgency? Why all of a sudden? Why children? That I don't fully understand. Now, I had a friend of mine, um, Brandon Strock. He said because there's no real racism in America, the NAACP and all that stuff, they're, they're, everybody kind of knows it intuitively that we're not a racist country and they've had a hard time raising money. I guess and Black Lives Matter would be a major uh, departure from that. They raise plenty of money. How did they raise all that money? By lying about us. Oh, by the way, as you know, a lot of the money went to uh, <laughs> uh, big houses, all that kind of stuff. So. The transgender thing, to pretend that transgender children are being persecuted and prosecuted, I guess in in addition, look, because being a kid is tough. It's a, it's a tough. You, you know, people do make fun of you. They make, they make fun of you if you're big. They make fun of you if you're small. They make fun of you for anything. I mean, I got made fun of, and I'm a white, what do they, what do they call me again? Cisgender? I, I'm cisgender, right? Yeah, I think I'm cisgender. Cisgender just means I was born a boy. I believe I was a boy, and I maintained my boyness, my boyhood, all right? I wasn't, you know, I had no doubts about that. 
and I knew I liked girls uh, and all that stuff. I had no uh, identity crisis and whatever, cisgender. I was made fun of all the time for all kinds of things. I brought in a saxophone. It was not shiny enough. What else did I do that was uh, mocked and ridiculed? I wore a turtleneck one day. Somebody gave me a wedgie one day. I mean, it's just, it's tough out there. I was bullied, and quite frankly, I bullied a couple of kids myself. I pushed them around. I made fun of kids who were different from me sometimes, and I learned a lesson. I remember I remember making somebody feel very bad, and I saw the reaction, and I learned, and I said, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make anybody feel that way, and this is all part of learning, right? But no, 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 you can't. Everybody has to be protected all the time. We're going to take words out of our vocabulary so nobody will have their feelings hurt. It's not about feelings. It's about control. They want it. They're not going to get it. Be right back. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Check, check, check. Okay, it happened. Uh, is she confirmed yet? I don't really care. I mean, it's a fait accompli. Ketanji Brown Jackson doesn't just belong in the Supreme Court. Uh, they're voting, they're voting, they're voting, and not yet. It's a done deal. Thanks a lot, Mitt Romney. Lisa Murkowski. So is Collins. What is up with that person? Uh, three Republicans joined Democrats in voting for this uh, uh, nominee. And uh, so what? And it's all about what a historic day it is. It's a historic day, historic day. It's only history. I mean, what if a, what if a white man got it? Is it's a historic day anytime anybody gets to the Supreme Court? We've only had so many Supreme Court justices in our history. Only so many. How many? I would say oh, that's a good question. I bet there's been about a thousand altogether, maybe eight hundred. How many Supreme Court justices? So it's not a it doesn't happen every single day. I'll find out. Uh, in the meantime, or as Curtis Sliwa would say, I'll find out. Remember that? It was a great commercial. All right, so here's uh, the the attack on our children. The, the attention, the focus on children and their gender is beyond bizarre. It's in full swing. And Nickelodeon, which used to be as wholesome and kind of, uh, you know, just uh, kind of wonderful, just you know, carefree, uh, good family, fun TV, is now all about the transgender this and what makes this uh, young girl or little boy so special. Uh, it's not her homework. It's not her uh, commitment to her parents or her community. It's not the love of horses. It's her transgender status. Just ask her. Here we go. Go. 
In honor of International Transgender Day of Visibility, meet Time and Nickelodeon's 2021 Kid of the Year finalist, Rebecca Brusahoff. Growing up in the LGBTQ plus community has given me a different perspective on how I see the world. Trans kids are so much more than their gender identity, and it's so important for people to listen to kids. I wish for a world where everyone can be lifted up and celebrated. So today, and every day, we celebrate those who are helping others realize that everyone should be proud of what makes them who they are. Um, hmm. One more time. She said something interesting. I just want to make sure I understood her. One more time. And I won't play the whole thing. What are the first words out of her mouth? Not the weirdo adult who's narrating it. Go ahead. Play it. Your day of visibility. Meet Time and Nickelodeon's 2021 Kid of the Year finalist, Rebecca Brusahoff. Growing up in the LGBTQ plus community has given me a different perspective on how I see the world. Trans kids are so much more than their gender identity. Stop. And it's. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Trans kids, trans kids, everybody's more than their gender identity. Gender identity is the least interesting thing about people. Boy, girl, whatever. And then let's go on from there. Normal people don't talk about gender. We take it in visually. We know who's who. And uh, then we go on. We go on with our lives. We talk about politics. We talk about music. We talk about, uh, I don't know, food. We talk about TV shows. We talk about reality TV shows. We talk about who's screwing who at the office. We talk about all kinds of things. Come on. And no one is screwing anybody at the office that I know of. All right? I mean, you know what I mean. People, they're just, they talk about the human condition. They don't talk about, gen- especially with children. Now, there is something really weird going on. Now, I remember in the 90s, there was that book, uh, Rebecca Has Two Mommies. And there was some concern about that. Okay, what is this? What, what, what's up with this? And I remember at the time being very sophisticated about this. And, oh, of course, studies indicate that uh, the orientation of parents has nothing to do with the orientation of children. And, well, you know what? I'm not so sure anymore. And what is that girl, Rebecca Brusahoff, what does she mean? What did she do? She grew up in the LGBTQ community? What does that mean? How was that? A, I think she said that, didn't she? The LGBTQ community. How do you grow up in that? How does one grow up in that community? Is it a commune? Where did she go? Did she call it a community? I think she called it a community. Can I hear that again, please? Growing up in the LGBTQ plus community has yeah. given me perspective. How I see the world. Trans All right. kids are so much more than their gender identity, and it's so important for people to listen to kids. I wish it's for like a world so where important. everyone can be lifted up and celebrated. So today and every day, we celebrate those who are helping others realize that everyone should be proud of what makes them who they are. Yeah, except if you're a white, straight male. Then you should shut up and listen, right? <laughs> But the thing is, I'm not really proud to be a white, straight male. I'm not ashamed of it either. And I think Rebecca Brusahoff, whatever her name is, and whatever her gender is, that's the last thing she should be f- proud of. It doesn't make her who she is. It it, it, it makes – it's that's biology. She had nothing to do with it. What about her contributions? What about her hopes and dreams? Does she want to just sit around and talk about gender identity all day long? Is that what we're going to do? Because no wonder why we're not doing anything interesting as a country anymore. What are we doing that's so interesting? We haven't been to the moon in 50 years. I don't even know if we're going to get back. We're supposed to go. Does it seem It's not imminent. Elon Musk could change his mind tomorrow. And I like that guy, by the way. 
Who else are we with? Steve Jobs or uh, no, not Steve Jobs. Uh, Jeff Bezos. We're going to leave it up to these capricious egomaniac billionaires. Cloture. The future. No. Why aren't we doing these things as a community? We're living at the whim of these billionaires who are pushing this stuff on us relentlessly. Oh, by the way, the Black Lives Matter stuff. Did you see this in the New York Post? Black Lives Matter. The leadership. Of course, you know already about the silly mansions they've been buying and all that stuff and squandering the money that they were given without any due diligence, any consideration. You know, if you want a grant from Amazon or Apple, they have their philanthropic arms. Let's say you have a charity. You can go and apply you can apply, and they want to know everything about your group, everything about you, you know, your board of directors and your uh, what you pay people and who you give to, and it takes about a year and a half, and then they'll give you a check for $5,000, maybe. But Black Lives Matter, overnight, corporate America just started writing them checks for millions and millions and millions of dollars. They were buying protection, just like Al Sharpton used to do. Al Sharpton was, he invented this kind of thing. We're going to protest in front of your business until you give us what we want. Which, oh, by the way, hire this person and give us some money. Did you notice for 12 years, from January 1st of 2001 to January 1st of 2014, no Al Sharpton. No Al Sharpton to speak of. I never heard of the guy. Bloomberg bought him off. Now, it was all legal. When you're a multi-multi-multi-billionaire, it is a hell of a lot easier to govern. Because you can just spread around the money and everybody's happy. He bought peace. Hey, I'm okay with that, actually. But the gravy train is over. Now he's got to shake down the old-fashioned way. You know what I mean there, uh, Larry? Hi, Larry. New York my whole life, so that's where I'm from. Uh, one thing, as of today, we'll have 115 Supreme Court justices in U.S. history. Uh, that's for everyone to know. The other thing is this woman was fired by voicing her opinion to our illustrious mayor, Eric Adams. This should not be. She should be given her job back immediately, and there's no justification for firing her except expressing her opinion. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts are, but people aren't saying, people aren't fighting, let's give her her job back. Yeah, I guess you missed the top of the show. I did 10 minutes of it, and I played her question, and I played what uh, Eric Adams was doing, um, that he was bad-mouthing the police department every step of the way in his career. But he was protected by civil service laws and uh, regulations, and he was allowed to shoot his mouth off and criticize everybody from the mayor to the commissioner to the police chief. It was unfortunate. Uh, He did very little for the city, very little for the police department, but there were rules and regulations that protected that phony. Uh, I would imagine that there are rules and regulations that protect somebody like her. Now, maybe she was a political appointee. I doubt it. Uh, but it's fascinating to me that she was fired six hours later. Democrats don't blink. How many op-eds did I read? People wringing their hands about Alexander Vindman being fired six months after, after he betrayed President Trump, went meddling and uh, going places he should not have gone. There were grave concerns about Alexander Vindman's. He was the big impeachment witness, you remember. And he just sat there. He stayed there. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, Republicans... Democrats talk about a talk about a double standard. It is something else. I give you my word as a Biden. Uh, Joe has been known to say that, and everybody now knows he is a liar. I'm going to show you tonight how I was uh, 
Well, I was right very, very early on about Joe Biden. Uh, he told me who he was back in 1987, and I can't believe he got away with it. I can't believe he got as far as he did. It really is something, but I feel like it's all starting to crumble. Don't you? Jeff in Forest Hills, hi. What's going on? Greg, thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, I just want to say real quick, you know, you just see, you know, I'm, I'm, listen, people can be gay, do whatever you want. I'm not going to play make-believe with the transgender stuff, and I'm just pinning it out there. But it just seems like even if you're gay, they get a parade, you know, and like all this stuff. Like the regular guy, if you don't go with the flow, then you're a racist. You're a bad guy. You know, if you just have your beliefs and your values from whatever you have from your parents, from your grandparents usually, help a grandpa in the garage, he wasn't a racist. He, that's just the beliefs. Stuff like that didn't go on. It did, but it wasn't really talked spoke about it. So if, if people are really getting beat up and persecuted for this anymore, because they said, like, back in the day, people beat up in the bars. It's all right. They made people aware of it. I don't see it going on. I don't really Mr. see it Paul, going on at all. Mr. Paul, So, like, no. why do people get labeled, oh, we're good because we're, trans, we're transgender now, which I, I'm not going to, that's Disney World. There's no way that's happening. No, it's been elevated. It's been elevated. Somehow, it's uh, they're they're superior. It's a preferred way of life. That silly kid, Rachel, feel sorry for her. She's been indoctrinated. It seems like she's been abused. Rachel, she looks like she's fourteen. I looked at the video. She shouldn't be talking about this stuff. Trans kids and adults. Tell me, tell me about your trans issues. I want to know about your trans experience. What the hell did that guy say again? Let me hear that stupid Nickelodeon thing. Nickelodeon is about. Should be about the honeymooners. It should be about I love Lucy. It should be about Scooby Doo and you know that kind of stuff. Now it's about this. In honor of International Transgender Day of Visibility, meet Time and Nickelodeon's 2021 Kid of the Year finalist Rebecca Brusoff. Growing up in the LGBTQ plus community has given me a different perspective on how I see the world. Trans kids are so much more than their gender identity, and it's so important for people to listen to kids. I wish for a world where everyone can be lifted up and celebrated. So today, and every day, we celebrate those who are helping others realize that everyone should be proud of what makes them who they are. Now this kid was put in a commercial because her name is Rebecca, and she said a bunch of stupid stuff. How's that for celebrating everybody? How's that for celebration? What else about that? She said everybody should be lifted. Oh, you got to listen to kids. Have you tried that lately? Uh, I always notice in movies. Have you ever noticed this, that the, the kids are always right, the parents are always jerks? It's usually the other way around. Kids are all, kids can be terrible to their parents. I think back to the, you know, the kind of kid I was, and I was a pretty good kid, I guess. My parents would say that. But I was a, you know, my goodness gracious, you have no appreciation for their sacrifice, what they did for us. And in the movies and in Hollywood, they're always portrayed as remote, um, you know, limited thinkers, totally out of it, not understanding. They're, it's a tremendous resource right in your own home. And they love you and they'll do anything for you. And they just don't get the benefit of the doubt in our culture. Isn't that something? It really is. Anyway, as a parent... And I'm not talking about my own kids because they're too young to be brats. <laughs> uh, two and, and, and four months. Two years old and four months. Amazing little kids. Oh, and the mommy just walked in. I'll be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches this is the Greg Kelly Show. You know where I want to go is Puerto Rico. I was there once in 1995. It's very close. A lot of New Yorkers obviously come from Puerto Rico. I just saw some pictures. That place looks amazing, actually. It's very close. Haven't been in a long time. You can get there in probably, how long does it take to get to Puerto Rico? Three hours or something like that? Feels like you're in a foreign country, but you're not. You're in, uh, that's American territory. I love it. I love it. Um, I would like to take a bit of a vacation, a little bit of a getaway, hop a plane to Miami Beach or to Hollywood. Hey, I heard Billy Joel in a podcast recently. Uh, Alec Baldwin, nutjob crazy uh, maniac, was interviewing him. But it was a very good interview. And, boy, I didn't know Billy Joel was, like, super off the charts smart. Uh, he's just he's incredibly eloquent and knowledgeable and just, he's a genius, that guy. He's got it all figured out. He's, um, obviously he's incredible at what he does and, but the history and the richness and, uh, the struggles and then he makes that, his album, his dream album, but the, the company, the record company put it out too fast. The speed was too fast. They bet it up somehow and they basically ruined the song. And he came back from that, and it just uh, his father was a gifted pianist from Europe, but a bit of a bit of a, a bit of a hard ass, I guess, and wasn't nice to Billy, and was always traveling. And Billy actually lived under the piano. He set up his little little uh, sleeping bag and blanket and pillow under the piano. That's where he liked to be. Talk about soaking it up, soaking it in. That was just. That's where I think mastery comes from, that kind of immersion. I don't think we have that anymore. You know, kids I hear don't even listen to the end of the song anymore. Don't even listen till the end of the song because you just want to you hear a few seconds and you go on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. You know, there was a time where we didn't have all the all those songs to listen to. And I know I sound like, oh, I not. it isn't true that everything new is good or better. Sometimes it is, but not always. I remember going to Record World to buy a record at Roosevelt Field Mall, a record that might have been sold to me by Gary Delabate, who was working there, Howard Stern's executive producer. I was going there, and I'd buy a record. You'd have to take it home. You'd have to unwrap it. And you only had, what, nine, ten songs? And that was it. And you listened. You gave all the songs a chance. And what else could you do? You just stared at it. You stared at the liner notes. You stared at the uh, record album cover, the sleeve, the jacket. And you soaked it in. You inhaled it. And you appreciated it. I told you, I read this in a great book, uh, Michael Lewis, Fast Boys, I think it was called. You know why there are so many gifted Russian computer engineers between the ages of 50 and 70? Well, back during the Soviet era, they only had so much time on the computers because they only had one computer for like a 100 people, right? Not like here where everybody had their own computer. It was very, very valuable computer time. So you had to make the most of it when you were on the computer. 
So what did they do? Well, since they couldn't spend all that much time on the computer, they had to think about it. They thought they developed their thinking about what they're going to do when they get to the computer and they would like simulate in their heads these computer programs because they and then they could test it when they finally got to the computer. But when you have a computer 24 seven and it's right there, not always, but sometimes, you know, you're not going to put yourself through that. Isn't that interesting? What am I trying to say here? More sometimes is less. Right. Does that make sense? I think it does. Uh, Louise is in Bergen County. Hi there. Hi, how are you? I have many things to talk about, but I'll be calm because you usually tell me I'm intense. Anyway, I'd like to know the name of that book that lady mentioned that it was going to the Board of Ed and saying the recommendation was done by the librarian and then yeah. they put it, they instituted it in the school. I didn't catch the name. That's number the name, one. The name, and, all right, calm down. Yes, you are very intense, but I love it. Uh, it's Gender Queer. That's the name of the book. Gender Queer. I downloaded it myself. And it is as um, for children, this is disgusting stuff. You can't have kids looking at this stuff. I mean, it's bad enough that they can go anywhere and see anything, but the school should not be facilitating it. Know what I mean? Of course you do. Gender queer. I went to a board of education meeting. We told them the exact same thing. I said, you know, you're on to institute things through the government, through the, through the, you know, through the state. I said, have you read the, 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 the paraphernalia? Have you read the 60 pages? You just want to put it through a vote? I said, do you know anything about the company? Do you know anything about this, how it's worked in other schools? And they looked like they were flawed. I said, I hope you're not voting on that tonight. And that was like in December. No, we're not until the New Year. So the New Year's a month away. So you better do your homework. This is impacting our children. Just don't be willy-nilly about this. And I don't have children in the school anymore. But it's just the idea of them making those kind of choices without doing their homework. It's outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get so intense? You are intense. What do you come What did you do? What did you do for a, what do you do for a living? Oh, I can't tell you what. I'm a homemaker. I'm a, a domestic engineer. How's that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you. You're right. And um, Gender Queer is the name of the book. What are you going to do with that information? Even well, I'm going to I'm going to find see if I get this book, and I'm going to bring it to the board of education and say, "Listen, this is what you want to put here." That's yeah, but well, I, I mean, to... just be careful because maybe you're you know you know I don't know if your board is talking about that. This is Carmel, New York, C A R M E L. Not everybody, you know, it's not a state-run system. I mean, it is state-run, but not different different districts do different things. So. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily wave that book around unless you know your district is um, is moving in that direction, right? Absolutely, absolutely, Un- unbelievable. But I also want to know why uh, the the Republicans aren't pushing back on any issues that are going on, like the, the Supreme Court justice. She's way out there, way out there. Yes, I know. But let's face it, Tom Cotton was great. Um, yeah, but Mitt Romney wasn't. And Ted, so was Ted, so was the Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz was very good. Very good. And very. Oh, wait, who else was good? Uh, there was another guy who was good. Uh, yeah, very well, few. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Mitt Romney, what a snake in the grass, huh? What a what, what? He's a traitor. He's a traitor. And tonight, I got a very special message for Mitt Romney. There's the music, Louise. I gotta go. Thank you so much. Be right back. Yep. So she's confirmed. It's uh, and Joe Biden's hugging her and kissing her, and they're standing in front of a television. Um. So what? So what? She's filling in for Stephen Breyer, another liberal. It's not, pardon me, that historic. We've already had black justices. We've already had female justices. I know she's a black female. Um, you know, it's really, it's getting a little bit ridiculous with, there's a first ever this, first ever that. What about just people? It's the first ever Katanji Brown Jackson. I think that's out of, you know, that's a big deal. That guy said a little while ago, we've only had how many of these justices? A hundred or so? 
anyway, her vote is not going to make that much of a difference. The court is the court for the time being. Now, who's going to die next, quite frankly? Who's the next person who could uh, – who's really up there in age? Well, I guess we got to keep an eye on Clarence Thomas. We want him to – Take care of himself. Uh, he's kind of overweight, and I don't know. He was in the hospital not too long ago. He's fantastic. He's a conservative. Um, love that guy. Went through hell. And Joe Biden, crackpot, tried to embarrass him on national TV. He embarrassed himself, Joe Biden did. But, you know, a dimwit with a big smile like Joe just gets a pass, just gets a pass all his life. Charmed life. It's all about to unravel. Hey, uh, don't forget about the border situation. It is totally screwed up. Uh, They're letting people in on purpose, giving them cell phones, cell phones, cell phones, smartphones even. Smartphones so that they'll be equipped so they can register to vote when they get to wherever they're going to go. They get a change of clothes. They get a little bus trip. They get a bus to the airport and then they fly to Westchester County. Literally, they've been still showing up at Westchester. Hey, thank goodness for Rob Astorino. We have no working press anymore. We needed Rob Astorino to break that story. Rob Astorino running for governor. So is uh, Zeldin. So is Giuliani. So is Tom Suozzi. Just got to stop this um, Kathy Hochul. Give it up, Kathy. And this weirdo thing with the Buffalo Stadium. You know, stadiums, we don't need all these new stadiums. Anytime they build a new stadium, it's a suck-up favor for some rich guy. You use a stadium like 60 days a year, 70 days a year. What do you need a big stadium for? I don't think we ever should have replaced Yankee Stadium. We never should have replaced Shea Stadium. Those stadiums are fine. Every time I go to the new stadium, it's not the same. I like going to the old stadium, and I can think, you know what? I was here in 1977. I saw Greg Nettles make all those great plays right there, third base. Wow, look at that. Look at that. That home plate, Babe Ruth stood at that spot right there, and I can see it with my own eyes. You know where home plate is now, the one that Babe Ruth stood at? It's in the parking lot. It's in the bloody parking lots under some car. Oil's dripping on it. That's not right. Shea Stadium. I want to see where Dave Kingman was at home plate. It's in the parking lot, too. I just, and and, and why? Those stadiums are fine. They, people sat down. What else do you need? Ooh, luxury boxes and food. All right. Oh, well, one second. Before we get to that, uh, here is the White House confirming that smartphones are being handed out to illegal immigrants when they get to the country. Cut 35. Our team in Texas is uh, saying that you guys are starting to give smartphones to border crossers, hoping that they'll use the phones to check in or uh, to be tracked. Uh, Which part of that is supposed to deter people from crossing illegally into the states? Well, I I think you of all people, since you've asked me a range of questions on this topic over time, would recognize that we need to take steps to ensure that we know where individuals are and we can track and and we can check in with them. The alternatives to detention program is is what we utilize uh, as three unique forms of technology to monitor participants enrolled in the program. Telephonic is just one of them. Telephonic. Who the hell says telephonic anymore? What is that kind of word? Anyway, they give them cell phones so they can register to vote. It really is bizarre, huh? And here's Ron Klain, White House Chief of Staff, saying, oh, these people are being persecuted. Oh, oh, yes, let them right in. They're being persecuted. All these people from Cuba fleeing communism, right? Yeah, tell me, Ron Klain, tell me all about it. 
Go ahead. We also have to be honest about what's happening at the border. We have people showing up with asylum claims from places like Cuba, Nicaragua, Venezuela, uh, Brazil. People fleeing uh, regimes where they are feeling persecution, coming here to make asylum claims. Uh, yeah, right, 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 right. What about the drug dealers, you dummy? He doesn't care. He does not care. All right. Stepping away from that for a moment. You guys know how passionately I feel uh, about the injustice uh, that was done to so many of us, so many January Sixers, but nothing worse, nothing worse could happen to anybody than what happened to Ashley Babbitt. Ashley Babbitt was a, a young protester, veteran of the Air Force, shot and killed inside Capitol Hill. She was let inside. She was not breaking anything. She wasn't hurting anybody. She wasn't posing a deadly threat. And she was shot. Now, no question about it. This was an unjustified shooting. There isn't a police department in the country that would keep that cop on the job. All right. You cannot shoot somebody under those circumstances. The fake news has been so dishonest. They either ignore it or they lie about this case. I am privileged once again to be joined by uh, Aaron Babbitt. He was married to Ashley Aaron um, has become a good friend and a friend of Newsmax and WABC. Aaron, welcome back. How are you? Greg, I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me on. Hey, how how long were you married to Ashley Babbitt, your wife? We were married. We were married June 25th, 2019. What was she like? She was an amazing person, man. I mean, I like to describe her as like a unicorn. You know, men can go many years without finding that one woman that, you know, just you can check every block off with her. Um, she's my best friend. Uh, it's, it's been rough. It's definitely been rough. And I'm, I hate to bring this up, but you found out about her death by watching it on TV. That's correct. Yeah. I got a phone call um, from a person I normally talk to. He said his wife thought she'd seen Ashley on TV, something about a door or a window. Uh, my heart just sank. I hung the phone up, turned the TV on, and the first image that I saw was my beautiful wife laying on the floor with uh, blood coming out of her mouth and nose. Um, look, anybody who looks at any objective person who looks at that videotape sees an unjustified shooting. Uh, there's just no way to justify it, and they have to engage in hyperbole. They have to engage in dramatics to try to convince you that she was assaulting democracy. Oh, she was uh, waging a coup. Oh, she was uh, an insurgent, an insurrectionist. I mean, those are those are inaccurate, uh, but those are all political labels. When you get right down to it, she wasn't doing anything that warranted a gunshot. Now, what do you know about the man who shot her, Lieutenant Michael Byrd? Just what, what do you know about him? force for about 26 years i believe he's a lieutenant um he had uh, prior in 2019 had left his firearm um unattended in a, in a visitor's bathroom for many many hours uh, he should have been fired for that i also know through investigations that he has uh, two bankruptcies during his tenure at the capitol police which i actually thought about this last night um i, I don't even think he's qualified there to have to, to even be on the job for that you know we all have clearances. We, we have to fill out financial you know, statements for certain jobs. And uh, credit's a big one because you're, you know, you're liable to you know, be extorted or anything else if you have financial issues. So the fact that he has two bankruptcies while working for the Capitol Police and 
you compound that with the firearm left unattended. He shouldn't even have been there to shoot my wife. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't him, do you think it would have been somebody else? Now, look, I get callers all the time that Paula is a, a listener from New Jersey. She's fascinated by this case. She has a tremendous sympathy for you and Ashley. But she thinks it was a plot. She thinks there's all kinds of things. She She's telling me stuff that she sees in the video that I don't necessarily see. I see some pretty weird stuff in that video. I see the cops walking away for no reason whatsoever just before she's shot. see all kinds of weird stuff. But do you... What do you say to those who think there's something broader here that, you know, there might have been something deliberate or planned about her killing? I mean, it's it, it's hard to, to go down that road, but I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, you laid it out pretty well that we finally got that process started, you know, with the, with the Congress person and the, and the Senate senator signing off on that. Um, I, it's hard not to think that maybe that that was the way to get that done and you know to wipe it off the table and to let people into the capitol and you know ultimately you know i think the actual shot and, and the murder you know was down to lieutenant bird himself but i do think that there was a plan to allow everybody into the capitol to disrupt that process and just say you know we're, we're, we're solidifying and it's done everybody needs to get out of here because it's not safe anymore it's, it's interesting. I A couple of weeks ago, I was just doing it, and you look at what the Democrats tried to do in 2000. They tried to object to the election. They couldn't get a U.S. senator to sign on. They tried it again in 2008. They tried it again in 2012. They tried it again in 2016. Republicans actually were able to do it, a member of the House and a U.S. senator. That's what you need under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It's a provision under the law. It's totally legal, totally constitutional. And the fact that that was making headway, I believe that that is why the protesters were let inside. They wanted to disrupt that process. And I think, I don't know, but I think, you know, the killing of your wife made that process completely untenable. There's no way that they could continue with the debate if somebody had just died outside. And the more I think about it, the more I, the more I'm, I just am becoming convinced that someone decided if somebody dies today, we'll be okay. The election, the election, uh, will be certified the way we want it certified. So look, what's the status of the lawsuit? You, you, you've been talking, I, I, I've heard from lawyers, uh, you know, publicly speaking on your behalf and it's been about what a year and a half. These things take a long time to set up what's going on. You got, it seems to me like you have a great case against the government. Yeah, we do have a great case. Uh, right now, I mean, as you know, um, I am in between attorneys. Uh, we mutually amicably separated, just weren't seeing eye to eye on certain things. Um, and this time, I'm taking my time. I mean, I have the case file. Uh, it's, there's some hard stuff to look at in there that I've had to see, but you know, I do myself a favor and just rip that Band-Aid off every morning and look at something, you know, just see what people are talking about, Ashley, so nobody else can really rattle me throughout the day. But um, there's a, a couple of different attorneys have the case file and, and they're doing their due diligence and I'm going to take my time this time. Um, I kind of rushed into the last engagement and I'm not going to do that again because this has to be done right. This is not about me or Ashley. This is about, this is about America at this point. I mean, this is, this is just wrong. It is just wrong. There's no way this, this can stand in America. I, the fact that there isn't more, outrage, more visibility about this case. And I think I may have told you, I told my listeners that 
The next day, January 7th, I turn on the news to see what the hell happened. It's 6.30 in the morning. I'm watching the Today Show special coverage, and Savannah Guthrie and Hoda are just chit-chatting about their own impressions of the Capitol, and, oh, I used to live here, and, oh, these insurrectionists. And I'm like, when are they going to talk about the dead lady? I'm sorry, but wait, somebody died in that building right behind her, and they didn't talk about it. And there's something very, very suspicious and very, very odd about all this. Hey, suing the government can take a lot of money uh, because there's discovery and the government, they've got all the resources in the world. If folks want to support your efforts, how can they do that? Uh, I would just say keep an eye out for the Give, Send, Go. I know you've mentioned it a lot on your show. Um, right now it's it's frozen uh, on purpose just because we're in between attorneys. Um, so that money is frozen. I don't even think you can actually pull up the Give, Send, Go right now. But uh, once I get into another... Um, agreement uh with, with an attorney that'll be reactivated and oh. it's, uh gives and go justice for ashley justice for ashley there's a lot of support sites on uh, on facebook and whatnot and uh hey uh you're a marine right you were served in the marines yes sir yes sir yep i'm a pilot and I actually never got to mention to you but uh i was there the day that the joint strike fighter uh rolled out at patrick maryland that that replaced your harrier that's right. The Joint Strike Fighter did. A, and by the way, your job in the military, you uh, it's a pretty high-end, specialized field. You were working on helicopters. And I know that the type of work you were doing, <laughs> you got to be pretty smart. you got to qualify to do it. Explain to us what you did, uh, what, what, what your responsibilities were, please. Uh, so I was, uh, I mean, the, the label was aircraft mechanic. Um, I worked on Hueys and Cobras. I was actually part of an upgrade team where we upgraded the whole fleet. Um, but it was the powertrains, rotors, pretty much everything that makes the makes the bird tire. No, no, that was my gig. Isn't it amazing? I could fly one, but I could never, I could never fix one. I could never do that. I could never do that. And thank God the Marine Corps said, "Well, Greg, we don't want you to, we don't want you to design it or fix it. You just got to fly it." We got other people. We got smarter people who could fix it. <laughs> people like Aaron Babbitt. Oh. Aaron, so appreciate you. Uh, Spending some time. Good luck. Stay in touch. Aaron Babbitt, uh, the husband of Ashley Babbitt, who was uh, so wrongly taken from us on January 6th. Everybody can see it. It was an injustice. But I am convinced, Aaron, that justice will be done someday. I know it. I know it. I know it. It'll happen. It's definitely going to happen. I appreciate your time. And thank you to all your listeners. They're amazing. I listen to your show and hear them all call. They're great. Thank you, pal. Thank you. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back. Take care, Aaron. I'll be right back. The power of information 24-7. Download the all-new 77 WABC mobile app. Ooh, who is that? Brett Ware? What? Uh, hey, isn't that great, Aaron? And hey, he listens to the show, and he's very appreciative of uh, you guys, the listeners. And with that... Uh, let's go to, uh, Doug in Huntington. Hi. How you doing today, Greg? All right. So, uh, I heard you talking about Mitt Romney. Well, first of all, my heart bleeds for that man. What a, what a shame. Uh, well, what happened there is just absolutely ridiculous that they're getting away with this is nonsense. Wait, what do you mean? What but, do you, uh, what do you mean your heart bleeds for him? What do you mean? Well, he lost his wife. Mitt Romney? Oh, no, no, no. I was going to talk about Mitt Romney, but I want to just first. Oh, Aaron that, Babbitt. You know, yeah, Aaron. Babbitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my heart, please, I pray for that man. And, you know, 
it's just a shame what happened to him. I mean, that is just what happened to her. It's it's a crime. It's yeah. a crime, and they get away with it. And I think that's what annoys us, well, independent conservatives, more than anything else, to see what they get away with. It's just terrible. But besides that, I, I wanted to make the comment about Mitt Romney, that if you look in the dictionary and you look up Rhino, there's a picture of Mitt Romney right there. I, I, I'm annoyed that I voted for this man for president to see what he is. It's a shame. This this guy is uh, he's a turncoat. He's not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. I know, I know, and he's uh, he's all out for himself. He's uh, he's like the 1970s version of what a president should be: aristocratic, Harvard, speaks French, all that crap. It's irrelevant. He doesn't get the people. The people don't get him. And he, I don't think he has a vision. He has a vi- The vision is himself in the White House. He doesn't have a philosophy. He doesn't, and he doesn't have much to deliver. This guy was a hedge fund dude. This guy specializes in, you know, taking apart companies and shipping the jobs overseas. That's what they do. They'll give you a song and dance about other stuff. But nope. Thank you, Doug, very much. Uh, Troy is in Mountain Lakes, New Jersey. Hi. Oh, it sounds like me. Hi, Greg. Hey. What do you so mean? I got a couple of. Oh, never mind. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got a couple of things. First of all, you're talking about Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one, TV Land. I think that's the good one. They have all the good shows. Mm. Yeah, what else? Another thing I'm going to teach you how to fight with the left wing. Yeah, first of all, you don't repeat their BS terms. You hit them back with terms that they don't like. All mm. these transsexuals, they are homosexuals. All right, stop, stop. No, I don't. Uh, uh, you're going to teach me how to fight with the left wing. All right. I'm 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 pretty good at that as it is. But, And I actually, uh, there are certain terms that come in and out of favor. Homosexual is not uh, is not used as much. I'm all right with that. There are things that, you know. What what, what else you got? Give me something Who else. Who decided that? What? Go ahead. No, what? Who decided that? If these things happen. These things come in and out of fashion. I don't, uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to go around picking fights. I'm not going to insist, I got a right to say homosexual. I just, I, I prefer, I don't say that. I don't say that word. It does offend certain people. I'll say gay. It's not really the label. It's the, uh, it's the substance. So I'm all right with that. Anyway, Troy, you have your own show. You can say all these things. You can make all these points. Seriously. What do you do? I'm saying them now on your show. I don't need my own show. Uh, no, 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 Troy. You need you need more time. You know. I mean, I'm about to go on to the next caller. You need you need two hours. Seriously, what do you do? Hit them back. You got to strike them. Thanks, back. Troy. Thanks, thanks. Paul is in Dutchess County. Thank you. Hi, Paul. What the hell does he want me to do? Strike them back. He wants me to start calling people homos. I'm not going to do that. All right. I think that not. No. I, I'm sorry. I'm not using those kinds of words. Uh, Paul, what's up? Well, I'm looking at the numbers here. About 1 million people in the country identify themselves as transgender. So out of a country of 330 million people, you're talking about half of 1%. So I'm not getting how half of 1% of the population is dominating the entire conversation. I think most people don't really, 99.5% of the people that do not identify as transgender, I don't think we really care all that much. It's like you do you. Just don't bother me. With yeah, it. well, you're right to a point, but that one half of one percent, I think, is even less than that. Are rearranging society around that one tenth of one percent, rearranging school curriculums, rearranging bathroom arrangements, rearranging everything, rearranging the language. 
The guy who just called had a small point. I know what he's getting at, but I'm not, that's not, that's not my specialty. I'm not going to, but they are rearranging society to accommodate. And I think they don't want to be just one tenth of 1%. They want to be more and they want to indoctrinate. They want to corrupt children. That's what I think is happening. Do you agree? I totally agree with you. But here's, here's another point that I don't think people are really addressing. Oh. Uh, my mother, by the way, who loves your show, uh-huh. um, she had an incident in a department store. She went into a department store, and she saw this big burly dude. I think he was wearing a dress. And then she's thinking to herself, wait, I, I don't know if I want to go into the same dressing room with this guy. And somehow that, that whole point of view is completely dismissed. I guess they consider it homophobic or whatever they're going to call it. But doesn't that have some validity as well? You're, I'm on your mother's side, obviously. Uh, you're just, I, I, this is crazy stuff. Yeah, what the hell? Can I just put on a dress and start calling myself transgender and get all these extra rights and privileges and not be fireable? Oh, by the way, I'd be a protected class. I'm not going to do that, but hey, maybe I, well, maybe it, well, well, LGBTQ. What does the Q stand for? Queer or questioning? What if I said I'm questioning? I'm questioning. Yeah, I'm questioning. I got extra rights. I can do whatever I want now because I'm on the LGBTQ. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. It's a big fraud. Hey, folks, I got to go. John, Tom, Saul, and the rest. I'm sorry. I will see you tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern on Newsmax. Thank you. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.